everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Time Out with DG podcast. I am your host, in case you have forgotten, it has been a long time. I am your host, Daniel Gotera of KHU 11 Sports, the sports team that is working from home, as are many of us during this crazy time we're living through. You know, this is episode 17. First of all, before I get uh, started on this, uh, I appreciate those that listened to me before. And if you're just figuring out that I have a podcast, well, go ahead and listen to the previous episodes because they still apply. Uh, Rate, subscribe to the podcast. I would appreciate any type of support that you may give me, especially during these crazy times. Um, Basically, this is a podcast talking to Houston sports stars, individuals, newsmakers um, about you know, their life story about how they got to this point. We also mix in some talk about the Texans and the Astros and the World Series, our breakdowns. Uh, this episode, episode 17, I catch up with our baseball analyst, Jeremy Booth, to talk about the state of baseball right now. Uh, Jeremy, former Major League Scout, is with us through all of our baseball coverage. You saw him a lot during the World Series. He's actually in Boston right now, but he'll be making his way back to Houston soon, I hope. Uh, Jeremy and I caught up via Zoom the other day, so that's the interview that you're going to listen to uh, here in the next minute or two. But uh, honestly, I guess where do we start uh, with the last couple of months? Like I said, this is the first podcast that I've actually been able to post in three months because February got all crazy on us. Uh, With work-wise, we were working on different special projects, and then when March hit, we were all getting ready for March Madness, and then... All hell broke loose, basically. Uh, All the sports started getting canceled. I swear this is going to be a 30-for-30 documentary at one point in time. It all started with Rudy Gobert. I was anchoring that night, and I see a text message coming in and say, hey, the NBA is going to cancel, is postponing its season. Um, Not cancel, not yet at least. They're postponing the season after Gobert tested positive uh, for COVID-19 coronavirus. Um it's just been wild. Uh, this whole new landscape that we're in has been pretty crazy. Uh, first and foremost, hey, I hope you guys are all safe at home. I hope you guys are uh, taking the precautions that you guys need to, being um, smart about what you guys decide to do. Um, and again, look, hey, in my life, <laughs> in my life, not only have we been dealing with you know the repercussions of the COVID-19 uh, crisis, staying home, being safe on our end, but my wife and I also welcomed a new baby to the family. Uh, yes, Liana Grace Gotera. If you go to my social media pages, there's a picture of her there. Um, Liana is going to turn one month this week. She was born on April 14th, 6 pounds, 14 ounces. Uh, she is an absolute doll, and I'm in trouble. I have realized this already. She has me wrapped around her finger, although all she wants these days is to sleep and to drink milk. I, too, would also like to sleep. Um, I haven't gotten much of that lately. My wife and I trying to <laughs> trying to figure out when we can get the most sleep. But it's all worth it in the end because she is absolutely beautiful. And her brother, her big brother Ryan, is doing a great job, always looking out for her. I told him, hey, he's going to be the man of the house. Uh, so I'm very proud of him too. But hey, anyway, let's get back to what we're talking about in this episode, the state of baseball. Personally, you know, after listening to all these proposed plans and all these things that have uh, uh, been popping up in the news, Major League Baseball throwing out all these ideas, leaking out to reporters these different ideas to kind of gauge the public interest on what's going on, 
You know, I, I never thought the Arizona bubble plan where they would isolate all the teams in Arizona and just play was feasible. One, because it sounds totally ridiculous. Two, there's a lot of players that are not going to want to be isolated from their families for four months uh, just to play baseball. Uh, some of these guys have their wives expecting, um, you know, other family members that may get sick, things that may come up, they can't go see them. I mean, there are so many logistical issues with that plan that I never thought that, that one was feasible. That seemed like kind of pie-in-the-sky thinking to me. Um for me, I actually liked the spring training plan that came out. Send all the teams back to their spring training sites and then restructure the divisions and then play just one season. I know my colleague Jason Bristol, even Jeremy Booth, they, they hated this idea. But just restructure the divisions for one year. You know, like the White Sox would play the Dodgers, the Astros would play the Nationals and the Marlins and the Grapefruit Leagues. So you'd have a Grapefruit League and a Cactus League. They play each other, and then you play the World Series. I, I thought that was a good idea. I thought that was feasible. But um, I don't think that's got much traction. And now we're seeing one that does. An 80-game schedule starting July 4th. It's been approved by the owners. It's now in the hands of the Players' Union. Uh, see what they decide to do at the recording of this episode. That's exactly what the status is. Uh, so it would be a divisional structure type deal with the uh, with the schedule. 80 games. Jeremy gets into how that plays into what teams um, are favored in that kind of structure. So we talk about all that. This new plan, we also talk about the draft, the impact that it's having, just a trickle-down effect on all the players, especially the ones that Jeremy talks to and the scouting world. Uh, it's really tough to some of those guys that would have had a chance to get drafted this year, but with the draft being shortened so much, then that's uh, going to be an issue for some of those guys too. I hope it I hope it works out because there's so many talented players across the country. So without further ado, I introduce Jeremy Booth. Uh, at first, we talk about my new look. Okay, so one more thing. I, you know, if you're stuck in quarantine, not really quarantine, but if you're stuck at the house, especially if you're taking care of a newborn, you start experimenting with your look, your overall look. Um, so I, I, I've grown a goatee. Um, I'm back on the air, you know, after two weeks of paternity leave, three weeks, really, paternity leave. I, uh, <laughs> I'm back on the air and I decide, you know what, I'm growing a little goatee, see how this thing works. My, my wife's a fan of it, so that's really the only one that counts. Uh, the boss likes it so far, uh, so that's another one that counts. And uh, hopefully it's received well. We'll see. I like it too. Uh, but anyway, that's what we kind of touch on off at the beginning, and then we get into the whole baseball thing. So enjoy. Long time no see, my friend. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Well, I'm good. I'm good. I haven't slept much because of a new baby in the house, but other than that, it's fine. I always I thought during this time I'd be watching a lot of baseball. Uh, so no. But yeah, I've been watching did, that Bulls documentary, though. Have you watched that Bulls documentary? Yeah, yeah, I have almost every episode. You know, funny thing is, a guy I went to high school with worked on that. John Weinbach, he's in the credits, so I'm kind of picking his brain about what's coming. Yeah, it's it's been fun um, to watch that. He's been very creative. He was involved in a lot of ESPN 30 for 30s. It's, it's been good. I got a question though, because you look like a changed guy here. I'm trying to figure it what? out. Is it? Did you? Did your? Did the you know what it is? Child I feel like I got a new haircut. Is it the haircut? Is that it? Okay. It's the haircut. If you're at the house for three weeks, uh, you got to experiment with some different things. So I tried it. And I think it might, it might stick for a little bit. I've been here, here 60 days. Just saying. Uh, Six zero. Well, that's not my fault you haven't experimented. 
Uh, all right. Hey, so listen, let's talk baseball, right? Um, as I mentioned, I thought I was hoping we'd have the season, obviously, a long time ago by now. Um, it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. What are you hearing? Um, and before we get into the 80-game plan that the owners approved on Monday, going to the Players Union now for a bow, what, what are you hearing along baseball circles? Uh, man, uh, you know, first of all, this is unprecedented in our lifetime. I mean, I know they had something with, this, with the Spanish flu and, you know, the early 1900s, but – uh, this has brought the sporting world to a halt, and, and there's really no getting around that. Now, the good news is that to even have these conversations, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There's actually something we can look forward to and see and, and get toward. And baseball, of all the sports, golf notwithstanding, is one of the most social distancing or the most social distancing sport as it is, right? Players are just not next to each other on the field. Um, I think that we look, you look at Korea – and we looked at China and, you know, Japan is now starting about, we're talking about starting up and it gives us some kind of indicator of what that could be. Um, the plan about the different hubs that we talked was out a couple weeks ago. See, right. to make some sense at the time, doesn't make a ton of sense from a family standpoint. And so I think that's been scrapped. So I think the proposal you're hearing uh, now is the one that makes the most sense to go forward. Now with that, there's extended rosters and there's a question of what happens to the, to the minor leaguers and where do they go? They're obviously not going to be with their affiliates. Um, and, of course, the Major League, Major League Draft has, has been dramatically slashed. Right. 90% of the draft picks that are usually in each draft are gone. And, and it's, it changes the outlook not only for today but for the next several years with what this game um, you know, ultimately is going to be. Well, you, t- you deal with so many young men um, trying to just make their mark, right? Trying to just get a chance in the league. What – are they saying and how hard has it been for them um, with that news that came down with the draft and the uncertainty that is looming here? So we were going to do pre-draft combines and this was going to be something that was free, free to the players and um, put that together with, uh, you know, for, for prospects that were going to go in the first 10, 15 rounds, players that could sign for some decent free agent money, you know, however this came down. And we, we had a heads up you know, that it was likely going to be a 10-round a draft max and, and maybe even stick to the June 10th date, one of the two. Um, what ended up happening was that all, although all 30 baseball operations departments and that and all 30 voted for a 10-round draft at the very least, um, Major League Baseball decided to go another direction. They decided to cut it to five. They decided to not let their scouts back on the road, at least as of today. Um, yeah. You, know, you have to figure they're not going to be back out until closer to July 1st. So you've got a timeline that they felt they needed to stick to. Um, the, the disappointment across baseball from the, from the next wave, the next generation, is, is, uh, is pretty high. I've talked to agents and advisors, and I've talked to um, you know, people within the game, and I've talked to you know, players that are were going to be drafted or maybe still will be drafted, whether it's the, the second or third pick in the country or the uh, kid who's going to go in the 25th round. I talked to players from coming years as we do our events this summer. What does that mean for us going forward? What does that mean for college scholarship? There's just a big domino effect this is going to have, um, and it, it doesn't help baseball. It doesn't help baseball. Playing in the big leagues without fans right now, Daniel, is, is, is something that I think all of us understand. You get it. I get it. Anybody in the casual public is going to get that. You don't want to be six inches from each other for quite some time. You want to get some room and, and kind of be able to let this thing kind of fizzle out and just combat it medically, whatever the things are that we need to do. But 
you have a future of the game past this year. Right. Handle this. How do we handle this? Whether it's the 80 game season, whether it's the um, extended playoffs, whether it's the extended rosters, how do we handle this? It's going to be looked back on at some point. It's going to be used for uh, people who are going to watch the game probably largely on TV till September uh, to figure out what that really means and, and to, to cut off another wave in an era where you're trying to grow the sport and bring fans back. Because although we're making money, we're losing fans. Bring fans back to the game. This doesn't help that. Well, because I think uh, – so now let's kind of dive into the 80-game uh, the proposal, right? Uh, so it's a regionalized schedule, a lot more division games. Um, if you're playing AL, NL West teams, I mean, they, they may cross a little bit because just so they can stay within the same time, uh, uh, time frame. What, what do you think about that? Is, is that? is that feasible? Is this, is any of this worth it at this point? Like yeah, I, I've had, I've had discussions with people. They're like, Hey man, we need baseball back. But I keep thinking like, okay, so yes, we need baseball back, but now you're damaging the future of the game by shortening the draft. Is all this worth it? Just take a break. I know you're losing money, but but still, you got to hold up the future. I, I don't know. It's a tough decision. I know. There is a point. Um, there is a point where the revenue that they can make from TV and versus the expenses of paying players and um, you know stadiums and electricity and all the bills they got to pay as, as ownership groups um, of these teams. There is a point of no return. And I think 80 games is probably that point of no returns is why you're seeing that schedule. We have to get this out. We have to get that running where we can still at least break even or make a profit on this year. Now, we're talking about a $10.7 billion industry last year. The fact that that's a question of profit, and I, I don't see the bills, man. I'm not writing the checks, so yeah. I, I get it. Right, right. It's staggering to me. It's staggering to me. And the fact that we are talking about cutting your most cost-effective, I'm tying this back to the 80 games, most cost-effective cost for a, a way of acquired players, which is a draft, and you're now talking about cutting the minor league season almost maybe entirely, that's on the that's table. Yep. Um, for an 80-game season? Yeah. That, that, do you think that's know. worth it? Do you think it's worth it? I mean, do you, yeah. should they play? Yeah, I, I think they got to play to keep their businesses going, but I wouldn't do it that way. And I don't have the answer what that is, but if I'm sacrificing my, my future, I'm sacrificing uh, my image with the game, I'm sending a message to young fans that, hey, you know what, maybe there's no opportunity in this thing. Uh, man, I, you know, I don't know that it, that is worth it. I think the long-term damage is something we can't measure for quite some time. We're going to have to look back at this in five years, Daniel, and we'll sit down and we'll talk about it again and, 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 we'll, and we'll look at it and we'll say, look, what, did this, what are the effects this has had, right? Right. It's going to take that long for us to get through this from a player standpoint. I so, get they need to play. I yeah. get they need to play. Players need to make money. They need to play baseball. Yeah, well, that's part of the thing now that the players have to approve it. Do you think the players will approve this? Because there is talk amongst this 80-game plan that they may have to reduce you – know, take a pay cut at some point. Like, do you think the players will go for this? Now, it keeps them in their house, right? It's not like that Arizona plan where they're in a bubble, they're away from their families, which I know a lot of guys were not in favor of. But, you know, money's still a factor for that too. That's been negotiated, and, and Tony Clark, I think, said it. And I can tell you that my understanding of that would be not from Tony directly, so let's not misconstrue that or anything. But, um, you know, that, that's been negotiated. You, go, you play a game, you play, you play a season without fans, and you go back – and you tell the players you got to take less money, you're going to have to open the books. Yeah. Show the players why that is. And, and in any industry, employees, which is what those players are, don't 
get to see the employer's books. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. When I was working for a club, I didn't go to, to, to the owners and say, hey, you know what? Like, I think I'm should be getting this. Like, show me your book. Didn't happen. And, and now running my own companies, when, when somebody comes to me, um, they don't say, hey, open the books. And, and I don't go to KHU you and say, hey, Sally, show me, show me the ledger. <laughs> Let's take a look. Let's take a look yeah. at what we got. Yeah. So if you're going to go ahead and now try to renegotiate a point because you're saying you're going to lose money, more money than you thought, you better show me. Yeah. Baseball has to watch out for something else, Daniel. And it's something that in the finance world, we all understand so how, how our, 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 our country's set up, right? We have antitrust laws, mm-hmm. right? Baseball has an antitrust exemption. You start saying you can't make any money and you're the only one that controls the market. What do you think Congress is going to do? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Careful, because you don't want to get into a battle with your union and they're going to say, oh, yeah, let's bring this out. And the Congress will say, you know what? So much for that. Now, now your books are public record. Right. not. Right the books neither do they so um baseball has to be careful in their race for efficiency and their race for and and, and listen I, I promise you what i'm about to say is, is no malice in the voice towards the person i'm going to mention but baseball to enact the jeff luno plan right now might actually bite him a little bit in the behind you gotta be careful because you have a lot of things right i didn't say i you yeah, said, no, I said it. Yeah, you know and um uh yeah, right now, anything that Jeff Luno comes up with, probably want to run from. You don't want Where do you think imp- he is right now, by the way? He's somewhere under a rock counting his rings and his money. I mean, that's what he's doing. He's just going, <laughs> I got paid, I got a title, I know I got I cheated, I got to keep it, whatever. I'm, I'll wait till my suspension's over. You so know, I heard, uh, I heard a comedian, uh, I forget who it was, I think it was Adam Carolla, say the, the luckiest group out of anyone involved with this whole sports world and coronavirus thing are the Houston Astros. Houston Astros. The luckiest group. You don't have to deal with any fans, even if you step back on the field. It's all social media, which you can largely uh-huh. ignore if you want or whatever. But You were saying their prayers. They were living <laughs> right friendly. Something was up, man. I don't know if that, if that a, a live chicken and a chicken and a cross. I I don't know Joe, Boo. Joe Boo brought yeah. in that chicken KFC. I don't know what was going on. You got, yeah. you got two weeks into camp, and, and you know what? God was like, time out. You know what? You guys are you guys are safe, and yeah. now you get to go back with no fans. No fans. No fans. No fans. I know. Oh. Right. Hey, so I do want to I do want to ask you. Okay, let's say everything goes through eighty games. How do you think that season will play out? Uh, you think it's fun? You think it's going to be great? I mean, more division games. I mean, we will see baseball, which is which is at the end of the day what we all love to watch, right? So, how does an eighty game season play out in your mind? Well, I spent some time in independent baseball, as you may know, whether it's the Atlantic League or the Can-Am League. I, mean, I spend part of longer seasons and short seasons, and uh, 90 games is about when independent league will play, 85 to 90. Uh, they're about, they're going to play an independent league season. And what that means, travel's condensed. It's, you know, nothing's too spread out. So you can get back and forth and play multiple games. Um, you know, what you're going to see, Daniel, you're going to see a lot more emphasis on winning right now because these games are going to matter more, right? You're going to see more teams in the playoffs, I believe, by this proposal. You're going to see larger rosters with this, potentially a taxi squad that goes with it. And that's, that's very similar to what happens in independent baseball. There's no farm. There's no other team with you. There's no other farm system. But if you go over four, man, you can go home, right? And so that's kind of what, that's kind of what this is. That's right. I've been there. I've, I've seen players walk into the clubhouse, have a bad start. Manager says, you know what? Thanks. Got to let you go. Got another guy in the next day. I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> Yeah. That's um, the way it is, man. Yeah, that's the way it goes. And, 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 and so I'm not saying that's the case here, but you're going to see more accelerated. Um, I mean, it's a 50% of the year. 
50% of the year. The question is really going to be how much time these guys prepare in spring training, what that looks like, what that, what that recovery times look like, because nobody knows how to prepare for this, right? These guys did not know how to prepare for two and a half, for three months, really, off away from baseball That's right. um, before they return. So we'll see where that goes, and that tells us a lot about what the 80 games will look like. This is obviously a total hypothetical, hard to judge, but who does an 80-game season benefit? So if you look at all the teams, the way they're structured, you know, we got the Astros. Verlander will be great by this point. In July, he'll be ready to go, you got to think. Um, who, who does an 80-game schedule benefit the most? Uh, we're talking players or individual teams? I'm talking teams. Uh, well, player. I mean, you can throw in players too, but let's start with teams right there. Anybody who's short on pitching. Anybody who's short on pitching, because now you have a bigger roster, you have bigger squads, you can go pull that 19th guy who'll give you an inning. I mean, it's, if you're short, you now have faster turnaround time, you have more people on the roster, you don't have to worry about living with those guys with, with it for the extended period of time. Um, if you were hurt, like a Justin Verlander comes to mind. I mean, that, that's a great example. Here's a guy, how about the Astros having to go through all they had to go through this year without that dude? Right, so now he gets hurt, and now you've got like two months to get right. fully healthy. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing, but you know what? I got to get on the. Tra- I'm gonna say it. I got to get on the train. I got to uh, get on the Astros train. The luck yeah. those guys got, unbelievable. After all that, they are living right. And boy, um, ooh, so no, anybody like that, you know, the, the West becomes a little tighter. Um, you know, if you're not as talented of a team with holes to get exposed over a long season. Um, you know, the East, the Yankees have had a chance to recover here. Uh, yeah. The Rays are excellently positioned to just to win the whole thing now. Because you put those guys together in 80 or 90 games, and that's and they were good over 162 in the postseason, really good to be a favorite. You put them over 80 or 90 games, what do you got then? Yeah. That, that's got a chance to be ugly, right? So right, if right. I'm anybody who um, – who has short on pitching, this benefits them. Anybody with injury problems, it benefits them. But it really benefits the good teams who can hit you again and again and again and again. Well, Jeremy, hopefully we see you in Houston again soon. Daniel, there's a rumor going around that I'll be back by next week. Really? Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. That yeah. Well, we'll have, to, we'll have to catch up and social distance and hang out and do all that fun stuff. May 30th, I'll be in town. I heard that's the first day people will, uh, will be allowed back. May 30th. Yeah, well, I'm hearing the same thing. I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch. Well, let's, let's hope that happens. I'll see you yeah, soon. Let's hope it happens. It's, you know, like I, like I told you a text message earlier, there's more traffic these days in Houston, which I guess that's a good thing. Love Houston traffic. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, I will, take, I will take all the Houston traffic if we can return to normal again. That's for sure. No question. All right, Jeremy. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Good to see you, bud. All right, man. Bye.